faster than you thought possible. From implementing advanced cybersecurity techniques to optimizing your multi-cloud environment, we'll help you design, orchestrate, and manage the solutions your organization needs so we reach the finish line together, but you get all the glory. CDW Amplified Services. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash services. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Ah, dashboard light problems? We can help. Our free fix finder service can read your check engine light, ABS light, and service indicator light, and give you possible solutions, verified by licensed technicians. You'll even get detailed results sent straight to your email so you have them when you need it most. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. The free fix finder service, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. More details at AutoZone.com. The training has helped my career so much because... It's a platform of skills that I never had before. The training program has, has helped me to go from a, just a regular job to a career because when I first came here, I didn't know anything about this line of work. Without doing this training, we wouldn't be able to work for the companies that we work for. Learn more at laworks.net slash IWTP. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Now I look at Ron Rivera and I look at the commanders and I say, Carson Wentz, was he just a placeholder? Because there's a part of me that looks at Taylor Heineke and I'm thinking, man, I kind of like what I see from Taylor Heineke more so than what I see from Carson Wentz. I see the influence in how Taylor Heineke fights for it and I see the way other people don't respond to Carson Wentz. That makes me worried about his leadership. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It is our number two. We are live at Francesca's Deli by Katie's, kicking off Thursday with the crew of Katie's. Each and every Thursday, we'll be here in Lakeview on Harrison between West End and Canal Boulevard, or Katie's in Mid City. You know what that is on Iberville, or Bienvenue on Dickery in Harahan, which has a drive-through as well. I mean, you can get like delicious food. Like this kind of quality, just kind of like pick it up and go. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check it out. I've never no, been over there. I, I might push for that. That's next your neck week. of the woods, dude. That one. There, there are some sandwiches there that I saw on the menu. Look, come on by and try it uh, if you haven't already. Specialty sandwiches, obviously, you know the muffaladas and things of that nature. The, the Italian club, Charlie's original, the Moon. This has ham, roast beef, provolone, Swiss coleslaw, and a muffalata bun with Russian dressing. That's an interesting one, Scott. Craig. Oh, it's really good. And, you know, back in the day when Charlie's Deli was here, I would come here and I would always get the moon. Okay. And, I mean, it was just so ridiculously good. And I said, hmm, that's the one I'm going to bring back. And I was like a Cuban. What's a Cajun Cuban? The Cajun Cuban is made with smoked pork shoulder, which we call couchon de lait, uh-huh. which is actually the act of cooking the pork okay but cushion delay is is our smoked roast pork so that it's killer delicious i'm pretty and along sure those lines, i came up with that okay and people are using it now now but 10 years 11 12 years ago i'm pretty sure i came up with that general so d get some credit for has uh one heck of a little bourbon collection he likes to show me every now yeah, and then man. i'm convinced and i, I think i'm kind of close we talked about the boudreaux pizza and i'm like this sounds like a pizza you come up Late yeah. night, had a few, and you're like, I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> yes. And you kind of look at some things and go, you know what, let's just throw this on there, and this kind of sounds good. Cochon Delay, spinach, onions, roasted garlic, garlic butter sauce, mozzarella, and provel. That's a pizza. That's a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's a late night meal. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm surprised I didn't throw some ice cream on there. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And by the way, the burgers aren't small either. Is anything small? Oh, no, man. I don't do anything small. Okay, man. no, I hear it. That's yeah. fine. Uh, and it's ground brisket. Ooh. It's even, the, the what's the one at Katie's? Katie's? What's the sandwich at Katie's? The, the, the barge. The barge. It's a whole loaf. <laughs> I, I ordered that one. Seafood, poor boy. You ate it yourself? No, it was me. And wait, this is when my kids were little. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know. And I ordered right. the thing. Comes in, it's sitting at the bar. And it comes in. The thing's probably what? How many feet long? It is, is it? three and a half feet. It's, <laughs> it's a 
it's a whole loaf of Gendusa French bread. Yeah, but it was just me and my wife and my and my son. But he was little little kid, so I was like handing out the people at the bar when I was sitting there. It was great. Very close that everyone knows. We are Gendusa restaurants. I love Gendusa French bread. Uh huh. No lot, you know, excellent good stuff, man. The food's good. Um, I make a stand food. against. It's so looking forward to it. I, I can feel that I'm going to have to like negotiate which one we're going to do every a place every week because I'm already excited about Bienvenue. I really, honestly am. There's some That's small great. high They're sandwiches. Excited about having you there. Food and bowls. I mean, anytime you can have that, it's great. Speaking of, uh, I have scoured the internet and still the NBA has yet to do anything about Chris Paul kicking Jose Alvarado in the unmentionables. It's unbelievable. Um, it's called. The cojones. Yeah, well, cojones, and jewels. I said yesterday in reference to the, the show, or we can call them the Boonan balls. I mean, I I, either way, the it's, boys. Either way, apparently, he got all scot free. How do you see Game Six today? What is the keys? I didn't let him off. The, the graph. I know so you <laughs> Pace and space. This is this is the game you need to look at and say. Chris Paul is coming off not a whole lot of rest. Mm-hmm. If you get out in transition. Play defense, get on transition, get some easy baskets, and push the pace. This game is going to be within reach and probably have an opportunity to take a lead. The, the thing that kills you right now is the way we've been shooting the basketball. Yes. But I think if we get some quick movement in the basketball and get early entry into our offense, that's going to alleviate a lot of the pressure that the, that the um, Phoenix Suns have been putting on us. One of the things that's been, obviously, is point guard. Um, whoever's playing playing that role, obviously Alvarado's done a fantastic job throughout the series. You've got to get them into the shot clock a lot, a lot sooner mm-hmm. so that we can rotate the basketball from one side to the other yes. to give us some easy targets and drives because once we're able to get into the, the center of the defense and kick, dribble, drive, and kick, it's going to give us some open lush. Right now we're shooting too many contested there's jumpers. There's no assists. And there's no assists. There's no assists at all, and, and you're completely right. You know, and... I think my keys to the game. Okay. Tuesday, yeah, it was Tuesday. We're, uh, Jose Alvarado playing defense. The whole team playing defense. But I was counting on him to, to be able to make some shots. And we truly need McCollum to come to the forefront. He has not had a great series. He needs to have a great game tonight. And if we win tonight, the next game, for us to win. You and I talk about efficiency. I mean, he still wound up with 21 points, but eight of Not whatever efficient. he was, and he was one of, you know, what, eight from three-point yeah. land. Here's right. the thing. There's 30 there. Like, we watched that right. game. There's 30 there. Mm-hmm. There's 30 with Brandon Ingram, right? He went one for five from three-point right. land. And when you look at the game as it goes and it continues, the, the Pels have things that I can point to and say they can win this game. Yes. Mikel Bridges is not shooting 31. No. Well, and Mikel Bridges is coming off playing uh, 47 minutes. 47 minutes. Right. So he's he's another guy that if you get out and start putting some pressure on, it could be a, a problem for him late into the ball game. Right. Also, what happens is when guys are tired, they tend to make mistakes. So be it the fact that they're going to reach and get us get us on the foul line. And make, that's another piece that we have to do a better job of is, is converting free throws. Oh, it's um, unbelievable. The guy that I think is... Well, two guys, as I'd like to see more of, and we've been saying this all year long, is Trey Murphy the third. His his differential with him on the floor, I think Schmidt put it out there, is, yep. is unbelievable. Well, it's pace and space because pace you have space. to respect his three-point shot making And ability. even if he's not shooting it or he's not on, the fact that he's going to have a defender attached to him opens up the middle. Right now with Jackson Hayes or whomever is, is playing that spot, you're not even, they're, you're they're not, slacking you're not off of him. They're Absolutely. not even looking at him. Exactly right. By the time it gets you know, rotated yeah, to their sides, there's, there's people in, then, in the lane. Then you leave... An opportunity for Aiton to have another great game. I mean, that's why they've got Hayes in. It, it look. I mean, Aiton can kill you. It's okay if Aiton has a good game. It, it, as long as he, you, you can, can have bridges. He can't have in, the pain, other guys, Aiton. the ancillary right. guys, do. Well, and typically, when teams play on the road, they don't do as well as they do as when they're home for the ancillary players. Right. The other part that I, I think you got to see more of is Najee Marshall. Yeah. Najee Marshall's a guy defensively because of his length. Now he's got to get a little bit more discipline without reaching. But I think he's a guy that you have to see more of. And to put that pressure on him full court that Jose does late in the ball game, we can start doing that in the beginning of the ball game with one of those guys. Head coach Monty Williams made an adjustment with Chris Paul to help him out. Now, you coached basketball. And he specifically, and you heard C.J. McCollum and Willie Green talk about it after the game, that he was getting Chris Paul across the midcourt line and letting somebody else bring the ball up and then get it to Chris Paul. That's a small little adjustment that keeps him 
from being as tired, how would I counter that if I'm going to wait for that to happen? Am I denying? You're Am I denying the sure? ball. Am I trapping well, the guy that gets on inbound to make sure? I mean, I, you but could, then that leaves me with a You could do that. The only problem is if the ball does get to Chris Paul's hands, it's a fast then it's break. probably it's a fast break, yeah. and it's going to be a, a numbers game that they're going to have. I'll, I'll do I double Chris without the ball to deny him that you, and you, almost make him pay? And, and at the very least, do it for maybe two, three seconds, eat up three, four seconds on the shot clock, then maybe slip my guy who was the well, second double guy. I think you hit the nail on the head. You definitely be looking to double the ball back to Paul because he's going to be starting the offense. Right. So another guy starting there. jogging to the half-court line right. and waiting. He is, so but what, what happens? is when they bring it up without any pressure, if you have, let's say, Najee Marshall, somebody on or Herb Jones on that ball carrier and have to make him turn, and it takes him maybe not the full eight seconds to get across, maybe it's getting it to six, seven seconds by the time yeah. they get into the front court, and now they got to try to find Paul, now they're getting to their shot clock late. Right. So that's where I think you might run some traps at him. You don't do the same thing over and over, but... You definitely do not want the ball getting back to Paul's hands because he's the trigger man for the entire offense. Man, I would trap him all night. 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, Scott, Craig, and Katie's family of restaurants here with us as well as we kick off Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. You like that? Sounds like a bumper Yeah, and I'm finally actually talking to, to Captain D. General D. General D. General D. Yeah, he promoted him. General D. I'm sorry. They call me Dr. D, which is Dr. Doom. <laughs> My nickname is Dr. Doom Man. because I'm always so negative. But I'm losing that, that aura because I've gotten a little more positive about sports. Well, there's a lot to be positive about in the world sports I right mean, now. I mean, I'm only negative about sports. I'm positive. I always say I'm living the dream, and I am, you know, but... But, I've, you know, I've got to be more positive. Got about four minutes here before we go to Carlos Medina coming up at 115. Find out what the, the Pigeons are doing. Ben Heisler, bottom of the hour. Line three, sir. Thank you for calling the sports hangover. Who's this? Hello? Hey, Jack. How you doing, bud? Hello? Yeah, we got you. What's All up, right. man? How y'all doing, guys? Doing well. Doing well, Jack. Good afternoon, gentlemen. It was the calzone, by the way, earlier. Jack oh, okay. Me. Gotcha. What's up, bud? Jack? Hey, um, y'all were talking about the Panthers before. Do you think that, uh, that uh, um, Matt Rule kind of reminds you of Dell Demps at the end? You know, he's a dead man walking. Why, why, why would you let him make? Why would you let him make decisions about the team's future? It's mm. a great point. I don't know that he is actually pulling the string. I mean, I think he's going to have input, but I think at the end of the day, it's whoever is actually running that organization, which I still think is a rudderless ship. Uh, is going to make that determination. But I, I still think, Jack, that there's got to be something being in the works in the background for a, for a quarterback unless they're going to take Willis, who's sitting there, or Pickett and, and attach that train to him. But I think that's where the draft starts at six. Myself. Oh, guys, I'm not, I, I'm not saying they have a decent quarterback on the roster, but I think if you, if you go look at what happened there last year, they couldn't protect the quarterback. They couldn't run the football. They got a big offensive line problem. I don't know if you want to put a rookie quarterback behind bad offensive line. But, you know, that's their problem. And, Jack, um, why guys, do we care? I'm sorry. <laughs> why do we care again? <laughs> I love it. What you got, well, Jack? Well, well, because I think, it, I think it matters who falls. I think based on who they pick, I think it matters who falls to the Saints. Right. I hear. Jack, give me your best 30 seconds so I can get to Mr. Black real quick. Oh, no. I, I'll make it quick. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would be a great night for the Saints if they can get the safety from Notre Dame and then get James, James, uh, Jameson Williams. James, Ooh, okay. James so Kyle Williams. Hamilton and Jameson Williams. Yeah, I'll tell you what, there'll be a lot of happy Saints fans. I like if they can get those two yeah. guys. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate the phone call, but we'll talk tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thanks, yep, Jack. For sure. Mr. Black, was that you that honked as you left here with the bag of Fritz? <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, man. Yeah, that would be, I thought I was going to be like the day ball. This is why I see the day for the game tonight. I play everybody man to man, man up. You know what I'm saying? Get at home. You got your car behind you. So, right? They work from the top of the, from the top all the way down. You don't have to press or nothing like that. I will lift. It's stronger than theirs. Man up with everybody. I think we'll take it tonight. Tonight's good tonight for us. So you're, you're, con- you're confident that they're going back to game seven, huh? To Phoenix. Sean Fazan from Fox State says it's going to Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm confident about that. I'm confident about game five too, but hey, I'm just expecting. I hear you. Sounds good, man. Thank you, Mr. Black, for stopping by, man. I appreciate you stopping by. 
<laughs> Mr. Black, did, did you make it all the way home with any Fritz left no, in the bag? Said, he said he was just passing all. by the dome. So, yeah. No, no, no. I'm still at work, man. Okay. That's beautiful. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you, Mr. Black. Appreciate it, bud. The Pels, I thought the Pels were two-point favorite. They're now two-point dogs. Hmm. That's interesting. We'll take a look. I wonder if Devin Booker and all the chatter about that has anything to do with that. We'll, we'll look about that here in a quick second. Got to hit the quick break. We come back. Carlos Medina next on ESPN New Orleans. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance, but what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. All right, so Saints fans have an idea what it is that they want. In tonight's first round, we pick 16 and 19 to kind of help us understand maybe where the Falcons will go. Mr. Carlos Medina, you can follow him on Twitter, at Front Office Lost. Host the audio fun bag. A fan in Atlanta, 680. And 93.7 FM. Always a pleasure when we chat with you. How are you today, man? Gus, let's get this over with quickly. I've got six, or excuse me, I've got number eight overall for 16 and 19. Do you want it? Not at all. You see, neither do I. That's how yeah. I'm, at. I'm, in a, I'm in a weird place with, with you today. Well, it's funny you say that because, you see, I was going to start off by saying it's a good day already for me, my Cubbies, winning in extra innings yesterday over there in Atlanta. I was so upset, dude, it's not the weekend series. Yeah. Kind of, you know, I kind of have to be here for game six, Carlos. I couldn't go last night. But when I look at this draft, you just kind of intimate a little bit about that. The Texans at three, they're kind of like, please, somebody take three. I can trade down. Could Atlanta be one of those teams that maybe wants to trade down? Why, why is there no love for being in the top ten in this draft? It's a little odd. It, it's a little bit different draft. for Atlanta th- th- compared to other teams. For instance, Atlanta right now has five picks in the top 82. They would like more. They, they need more. This is a rebuilding uh, franchise. Uh, if, if they were able to find their way out of eight and pick up some more picks, that would be great for them. I think that if we talk about how I've looked at this draft, this draft is four players at the top that are elite prospects, and then everything from about 5 to 14 or 15, it's in the eyes of the beholder. It's kind of what you want. And so that's why I think there's a lot of people that are looking to, to, to get out of their spot as the bat. So when you look at Atlanta and the different needs, I mean, obviously it, it, it's a strange time where there's no longer Matt Ryan, right? So different quarterback, Marcus Mariota, 
clearly a bridge, but is it a bridge for this year or next year? Could they take a quarterback at eight, you think? I, I don't believe so, and, and here's the reason why. Terry Fontenot, y'all trained him well. Uh, he came out of New Orleans, and his entire deal is, I'm going to take best player available. And so that's what he did last year with Kyle Pitts, drafting a tight end, who, oh, by the way, went for a 1,000 yards last year. He's a total stud. I think that's what he's going to do at eight, and there are no quarterbacks in this draft that weren't going in the top ten. My highest-rated guy that I have on my board this year is Malik Willis. I'm at 21. I have Kenny Pickett at 25. I don't have a top ten. And, by the way, neither of those have first-round grades. I don't have a first-round grade of quarterback. So if you're talking about what the Falcons are looking to do, they might go best player available at eight and then maybe look to use one of their high-end draft picks in the second round and maybe go quarterback there. But this, is, this needs help everywhere. Uh, this is a team last year that in 17 games had 18 sacks. So edge Ooh. is important, so is offensive line. It almost feels as well, Carlos, that for years, right, Atlanta had one, two, three different kind of receivers, and now all of a sudden, it, because of different situations, it receivers a need, isn't it? Oh, definitely. I just think that eight is a little bit too rich, but again, eye of the beholder, we'll see what they like to do. Obviously, with Julio Jones and not having any more legs, and they've got a second-round pick uh, that they got out of that deal, they'll be able to use that tomorrow night. And then the issue with Calvin Ridley, gambling on your own sport, there's only one thing you're not allowed to gamble on, dude, and that's your own sport. He was doing it. He's got a suspension. So right now, with Russell Gage moving on to Tampa, this room needs a lot of players. So I would not be surprised to see them use two to three draft picks on day two and day three on the wide receiver position. Would you bet on the Falcons? Uh, uh, for what? It all depends what we're betting on here. <laughs> you you want to bet on them? By the way, a, a team that's playing the NFC West this year and the AFC North, seven wins last year was a minor miracle. They're not going to be able to do that for next year. Yeah, it's going to be a tough division, no doubt about it. Obviously, Saints are uh, going to be facing that here as well. Saints fans don't want to see the Bengals in London. I'd love to see that here. It's going to be weird. So who are you looking to, to pick? Who, yeah, who's who your would, guy? Who would you pick if you had to stay at eight? If I'm staying at eight and with the needs that I have, uh, I, I think my guy for that point is going to be Jermaine Johnson. He's number 10 on my board. It adds a pass rusher. They need pass rushing help. Former Georgia player who obviously starred over at Florida State when he got over there for the year. That's the one that makes the most sense for me. But you could talk to me about Derek Stingley. If he got to eight, I'd be on board with that. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, I have some reservations. But if he suddenly found eight, you're probably looking at the third best edge player in this draft. So there's going to be options there. It's just a matter of can they get something that's going to help them for next year. And that really means to me pass rush or offensive line help at the top. It's crazy, Carlos, when you look at all the different storylines in the NFL that had to do with a lot of different trades, quarterbacks, or things that ain't your big signings in the offseason. Yet here's the NFC South once again kind of deciding some things, whether it's Brady coming back to Tampa, and then we go to six. What do you think the Kitty Cats do? Do they go quarterback? Because I think a lot of people feel this, the draft starts at six, depending on what they do. Yeah, the problem that Carolina has is that the lack of picks because of what they did for Sam Darnold. They will pick today and then won't pick again until Saturday. So if you don't get a quarterback here, you're now at the back end of the draft. So I think six becomes that critical point. If they could move down the draft board somehow, some way, and I think the only way anybody comes up is if they like one of the edge players, they like one of the linemen, or they like one of the receivers. If they can move down the draft board a little ways, 13, 14, 15, I think at that point they'd be more than happy to take the quarterback and have some more assets so they can at least draft tomorrow rather than having to wait on Saturday. All right, uh, just kind of humor me here. Is there a player or two at 16 and 19? If you see the Saints select, you go, oh, really? Yeah, they're all Georgia players, every single one of them. Uh, If (laughs) was selected for you there, Uh, if Jacoby Dean ends up being one of your guys there, uh, Mm -hmm. that that Georgia defense was historic. I, I bring this up on a regular basis. They gave up three points in the third quarter all season. Like, it's something just incredibly silly. So if you're telling me you're drafting good players from the best defense in the country and the best we've seen in probably 10 years since 2011 Alabama and LSU, that's a smart decision, and you're in the position to do it. There's a ton of Georgia players that should be going anywhere from about 12 to 22. Carlos, two final quick questions, but look, along the lines of what you're talking about, saw one mock draft had Jordan Davis and Chris Olave. That I, I'm I'm completely happy with those two picks. Is there a concern that you think Davis would be a good three-down D-tackle or an NFL player? I'm like, look, the Saints like to use the NASCAR package with four defensive ends and all of that, and you have Ryan Nielsen and all. I, I just think he, he would fit perfect for what I think right now is their strength on defense. 
Well, for me, this is the way I've looked at him. I look at him as the perfect defense for Drew Brees. Now, obviously, Drew Brees is no longer in the league. But what was the problem that you always tried to do with Drew? You tried to put pressure in his face because off the edges never bothered him. Jordan Davis, I think if we're talking about a three-down player, I know on first and second down he's going to be a lead against the run. That's what he was at Georgia. He frees up your linebackers to run wherever they want. If you play him on third down, he can crush the pocket. Now, he's, he's just an interior guy who crushes the front of the pocket. And if you're, you're talking about playing some of these guys that are a little bit more stationary in the pocket, I think that's where he makes sense that particular week when you're playing that particular guy. Final question or thought from you, sir. What is your headline tomorrow when you open up to the airwaves what, based off of the draft tonight? What are you saying? What are you opening up with? Uh, I'm going to start by slapping myself on the back because when I published my draft guide last week in March, my number one overall player on my top 50 board was Trayvon Walker. I think he goes number one, and I'll be sitting back saying, I, I get to hold the media belt for this year because I was way ahead. I knew more. I did all the homework. So, uh, New Orleans, I'm number one. As, as long as Trey Walker happens at one, I'm number one for this year. That's good. I don't mind someone who lives in Atlanta being number one as long as it's not the Atlanta Falcons and currently with my Cubs, the Atlanta Braves. Can can we get that kind of info at frontofficefootball.net? Uh, yeah, frontofficefootball.net. My draft guide is there. It's completely free. Also at our station website, 680thefan.com. Either one of them, you can pick, pick up the guide, print out the guide. I've got profiles on the top 50 players, especially when you're looking to draft what you're going to draft, Saints fans. You're going to be able to look at these guys and go, here are the pros and cons. And, again, all this comes from me studying tape for about three months and then publishing this thing. Awesome, man. It's a pleasure, man. Always uh, fun. Hopefully uh, I get to see you during the summer, bud. Thank you. Yeah, sounds good, guys. Have a good one. Yep, for sure. Carlos Medina at Front Office Los is the way to follow him over on Twitter, 680 The Fan, 93.7 FM. Guys, any thoughts on what uh, you were hearing from them? Yes, yeah, the Cubs squeak one out last night. The I would Cardinals say squeak one out. They were on 3-1 in the eighth. Smashed. And then, the you know, they gave up the lead, but... And, you know, we, we showed a little fight, and then in the 10th inning, we got two more runs, and then we wound up winning. I, I, the baby I like Carlos's his idea of a D lineman for the Saints, possibly, um, yeah. pushing the pocket right there. That's one of the things that's kind of Tom Brady's kryptonite as well, getting in his face. And if you're looking yeah. at trying to win this division, I think an interior pass rush is going to be beneficial. Here's the thing. I'm not just looking right division and NFC, but also I'm looking at – who will I eventually have to play in the Super Bowl? And right now, the AFC quarterbacks are an absolute joke. I mean, they, the amount of good quarterbacks in the AFC right now is insane. It is. Right? So right. if I eventually get to that game next year, two years from now, Herbert ain't going anywhere. Burrow ain't going anywhere. Allen ain't going anywhere. I mean, I could go on and Mahomes. on. Right? I mean, Mahomes isn't going anywhere. He's young. So, I mean, you start thinking – those are the quarterbacks you're going to have to beat in the next three to five years. Don't forget right? about Derek Carr. I mean, yeah, I think Derek they're going to be an improved either, team. My point is, yeah, to the point, hey, I think the fact that the Saints defense kind of became a strength last year, it's not a bad thing. And, and I think it's something that you can't ignore. That's where your strength is. Yeah, no, I, I think so. But I, I you know, got to remember this is a defensive coach team now. And Tom. So that's right. important. Easy way to play all season. If you get into the dance, then you have an opportunity. So you have to win yes. your division. And I yes. think. A defense makes sense. I think that's where we're hanging our hat. But, I mean, we do have some offensive gaping hole needs, and that's tackle and wide receiver. So I think those are the two you go after. Where you got to go. Unless the guy just happens to fall right into your lap, and he is a guy that's high on your board. And the Saints have historically done that, taking the best right. player available that yep. fits their system. They have, but you still have to focus on the offensive line and receiver. And I think you need to go with the best available offensive lineman or receiver at 16 and 19, whatever it's going to be. Be interesting um, to see as that brings us to the bottom of the hour. Scott Craig, and uh, you out of here, General D? I'm out of here. There yeah. he is. I'm out of here. Go, take a go Pals, babe. I got to get ready. I got a little, <laughs> little work to do before I get ge geared up for the game. I'll see you out there, guys. I will be out there. Don't forget, 530 uh, will be out there. In front of the Smoothie King Center doing our pregame show from 5.30 to tonight's 6.30 tip time. Thank you, Billy. Always a pleasure seeing you here as well. And don't forget with DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can make a little chaos as well. They are the official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. The same game parlays. How many rebounds? How many threes are going to be hit by somebody? Things of that nature. It's real easy. All you got to do is the more legs you add, the more money you can win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code LaRose. 
Bet five bucks on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs. Get $150 in free bets instantly. It's a sports hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball. ESPN, New Orleans. Always on the run and short on cash? With the State Bank and Trust Company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any State Bank and Trust location for all the details. State Bank and Trust Company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Prescription products require an online physician consultation and are only available if the physician determines a prescription is appropriate. Subscription required. See website for full details and important safety information. Dealing with ED is difficult enough, but the pressure of not satisfying your partner makes it even worse. ED can be tough on a relationship, but at HIMSS, you can contact a medical provider online and, if appropriate, get the prescription medication that treats ED at affordable prices. HIMSS ED medication has the same active ingredients as Viagra, but because it's generic, you pay 90% less. That's right, 90% less. A whole month's supply is just $30, and it's sent right to your home for free in discreet packaging. HIMSS offers the same medication you'd get from your doctor, but without the copay, expensive appointments, or awkward face-to-face conversations. And with HIMSS, every online visit is free, and your relationship, right back on track. For a free online consultation, go to 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. How do you make the most of your land? Everyone has their way. The Nelsons depend on their John Deere Gator XUV 835R to get from point A to point B with decoys and the dogs. As much as we got going on, it's all about efficiency. And if you ask the Mosers what they use their Gator XUV 590M for, they tell you. The most fun we have on the Gator is just ripping around the property. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deer.com. Nothing runs like a deer. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. We are live at Francesca's Deli by Katie's 515 Harrison between West End and Canal Boulevard always. Appreciate the folks that stop on by and say hi. It's been fun. Mr. Black honking as he leaves with the frips. My parents just ate a muffalata, and now they uh, got a fresh order of frips. That is just mm, incredible. It's not a fry. It's not a chip. That's literally what Scott told me how they came up with it. It's a kind of a thin, I don't even know how to describe it. It's incredible. It's kind of like a chip, but it's a fry. Just kind of thinly cut. Bring in Mr. Ben Heisler to chime in with us and get us ready for the NFL draft. Maybe perhaps from a fantasy perspective, but also um, over at bedsided, sir. Kind of get us ready for game six. How are you today? What's happening, guys? How is uh, the city of New Orleans uh, anxiously anticipating tonight? Is it is it more focused on game six? Is it more focused on what the Saints are going to do in round one? Where's Where's the current mindset uh, of your great listeners right now? I think what's crazy is the easiest way to answer that, Ben, is to tell you exactly what the general manager for you, New Orleans Saints, said yesterday in his press conference, that more people are talking to him or asking him about the Pelicans than the draft. <laughs> that is the Saints general manager. Think about that. Well, you know what? I, I, I actually don't blame him because I think he'll probably more likely get a uh, – you know, a real answer about his thoughts about the Pelicans than you will about any sort of draft strategy going into the first round. You, you might actually get uh, some, some information that you can use if he's talking about a team other than his. I think one of the things that I want to get into before we get to the NFL, obviously here, NBA Game 6, as we're kind of referring to the, the excitement here in the city. When you look at tonight's game, man, um, there's a lot of confidence here that we're going to go back to Phoenix. Now, there's some things that got to happen, obviously, for that to take place. When you kind of handicap tonight's game, what are you specifically looking at in a game tonight at 630 
where the Suns are two-point favorites. So what I was looking for in Game 5 from Phoenix's perspective is you have to get back to what's gotten you here in the first place, which is elite-level defense. They finished the season with a number three defensive rating in the league behind only the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. Um, and you need to be able to slow down tempo because the Pelicans were, were killing them in transition. Um, Phoenix was just giving way too many open buckets, and they were 15th out of 16 teams in defensive rating so far in the postseason, and they shored that up in Game 5. Now, the matchup, I, I think, becomes dependent on how the pace of this game is going to be played because if it, if it becomes another half-court style, slow things down, that plays into what Chris Paul and Phil Bridges and DeAndre want to do. Like, that's the style of the Suns that fits them the best. The Pelicans are lethal in transition. You saw that uh, taking advantage of the Suns, especially in the second half in Game 2, and then again in Game 4 when Brandon Ingram erupted. So I I think how the Pelicans dictate pace early in this game is probably going to be what changes how it ultimately gets played. Chris Paul needs to be electric. He's got to get at least 25 points. That's the only way that the Suns have won over the course of this series. Can the Pelicans defensively lock him up? And I think the other component, too, is what's going to be the role of Valanciunas. You know, first couple games, like, they really didn't use him that much in the post. And you started to see more of a concerted effort to get him going. And when he gets going in the post, then Phoenix has to move guys in, and it allows for more open threes uh, from the Pelican side. And that's going to be a difference maker for them. So I think Valanciunas makes a big difference here. It's just a question of how they use him most effectively in game six. So what am I laying Carver's college funds on? That's a really good question. I I think I'm more likely to lean on the under just okay. because it, it's so close right now. You're looking at two and a half. Um, if, if the Pelicans win it, obviously, then, then it's probably a better value on the money line at plus 120. But I, I do think Phoenix will be able to dictate tempo. And I think because they got the mojo back defensively, right. then that's going to be the style that they really try to implement on the road uh, against the Pelicans teams that like to run. Um, I, I just think they're going to clamp down, and, and I think it might be an even better opportunity to live bet that number when it probably goes up in the first half. So I, I like the under, uh, but I'd probably wait to bet it live uh, maybe after the first half. Okay, makes sense. Let's go to the other two games. Then we'll get into the NFL draft and your thoughts there with Ben Heisler, managing editor over there at Ben's side. It's 76ers, Raptors, Philly, a one-and-a-half-point favorite here. They lead the Series 3-2. It's in Toronto tonight. Could this possibly go to Game 7? No way, huh? I, I think it could. Um, oh. I, I, I will say I like I like the 76ers to cover in the first half. That's, that's probably one of my favorite NBA bets of the night. The Sixers uh, basically minus a half a point um, at, at minus 115. I, I think they are going to come out with a sense of urgency that we did not see from them in games four and five. The question is, do you trust Doc Rivers to make the second half adjustments for them to be able to keep their foot on the Raptors' throat. And I don't necessarily believe that's the case. Doc Rivers has a history of losing big leads in postseason games. And I'll, I'll tell you this, Gus, because, you know, a lot of times coach speak, now we were just talking about this with his general manager, that most of the time what they give you doesn't really reflect anything. That they say, well, you know, I'm, I'm focused on this game and so is our team. We're taking a one game. All, all the, the you know, cliches that we're accustomed to. Doc Rivers was pushed on his struggles in blowing big leads in the playoffs. And rather than just saying, it's not something that I'm concerned about, it's not something that the team is concerned about, he went on his soapbox and basically tried to defend all the time that he lost 3-1 series leads. That does not reflect well of a team that has his team focused. And I I do think Toronto is live in this series. I don't know if I'm necessarily going to go ahead uh, and bet them, but would it shock me if they force the Game 7 and bring it back to Philadelphia with all the pressure on oh, Philadelphia right now. Was, no, it would <laughs> The pressure in Philly that night would be something else. Uh, late game tonight, Mavericks and Jazz. Line is even. And Luka's back. He's looked good. Donovan Mitchell, that injury, that's the key here, right? I mean, if, if he doesn't play or is hampered by that injury, it's Dallas' series to win. I suppose, but I, I just don't think Utah is a team to, to really be concerned about. I, I think back in, in game four, Dallas let it slip away, and you mm-hmm. had Utah you know, finally be able to close out a game, and that's been an issue for them. Like 
Gus, they've blown, I believe, six double-digit fourth-quarter leads within the last month and a half. That's incredible in the NBA. And a lot of those games have been at home, too, where the Jazz have, I believe, a a top-five record against the spread in Salt Lake City. I don't know whether or not they're necessarily done, um, but Utah did not come out ready to play in Game 5. Like you mentioned, Mitchell's injury status could be a concern. There's already reports about this team getting blown up at the end of the season and Mitchell going elsewhere. Maybe Gobert goes to a team like Charlotte that could really use a rim protector uh, because what's happening for them right now is not working consistently. And Dallas loves to slow things down. That's not how the Jazz like to play it. Dallas plays elite-level defense. And getting Luka back, especially looking more and more healthy, changes the entire dynamic here. So I'm not really considering what I saw from Game 4 here. I, I think the Mavericks that you saw in Game 5 is the Mavericks that they need to be worried about. So right. if I'm betting this game, I, I know that the line has moved towards the Jazz back to even money, uh, but I like Dallas to cover on the road. I, I, I think they're in a very good spot here. Speaking to Ben Heisler at Benny Heis, H-E-I-S, the way to follow over on Twitter, managing editor for Bet Cited. You know him as our fantasy football expert during the regular season, but who will be the next fantasy football player that I'm going to overdraft here uh, when I look at this draft? It's a weird draft, man. When you look at some of those players, is it missing star power, however you want to look at it? The quarterbacks, it seems like it's a beautiful receiver draft, and here in New Orleans we would love one. How do you kind of overall look at this draft, Ben? It's a depth draft. I, I think there's some intriguing names on the board, but... Uh, you're always going to lose a little bit of juice when the quarterback position doesn't have a lot to feel really good about. Right. Now, the Kings for New Orleans is interesting. You know, you have uh, you have Winston back. Um, there's obviously been a lot of reports that the Saints moved up in this draft to maybe go ahead and, and get their guy, whether that's the possibility of a Malik Willis or a Kenny Pickett or maybe somebody else that's kind of lurking in the wings you know i i think about if you're looking to try and find somebody that kind of resembles breeze uh you're not going to be able to obviously replicate that but maybe a matt corral or a sam howell could possibly be in play but those guys could be available um in round two as well i i just i'm not sure entirely where they sit and as far as the receivers go yeah there's there's some very interesting names at the top um but i don't know if there's necessarily anybody that that really stands out over the other Mm-hmm. I think Jameson Williams has a chance to be the best wide receiver in this draft. I think his speed is explosive, and I don't think there's as much concern. In fact, I, I like him over Garrett Wilson to be the top wide receiver taken at plus odds at minus one or at plus odds at plus one seventy five. Um, just because I, I think in today's NFL, you just saw Tyreek Hill become the number one paid wide receiver in the league. Like they teams covet speed, they cover they, they, they covet ability to be able to make tacklers miss in space. Um, and, and Williams is able to do that more so than anybody else in this draft. So uh, I, I like him to be the top one overall, but then there's some intriguing names towards that uh, end of the first round, beginning of the second round, too. So definitely a draft uh, draft depth position because I just don't know if the star power is necessarily there this year. Yeah, I think we get to 10-11. I think you're going to start seeing those runs on receivers, and I know the, the folks here would love that. There's a tackle available, perhaps, a D-tackle available. Perhaps the Saints may go that way. The names that you've seen associated with New Orleans is Trevor Penning. I like Chris Olave at receiver piece, maybe around in there. Jordan Davis I've seen in some mock drafts. So there's some players that you think would fit New Orleans, maybe perhaps at those positions. Well, let's talk about the wide receiver one because I think that's a fascinating one. I By the time New Orleans selects, I don't believe that Wilson and Williams and London will be there. Um, but you mentioned Chris Olave, like, if you're trying to find someone to maybe eventually take Michael Thomas' spot, because I know that there's still a lot of situations kind of up in the air with him, that is a, a perfect slot receiver that you can line up and have mismatches with, and it'll be a fit in this style of offense. Um, I, I, I think that makes a, a ton of sense in the world for somebody like him. Um, I don't know if they're necessarily going to go ahead and reach on, on somebody like a, a Traylon Burks or maybe try to move up uh, to get Williams. I just don't know how much draft capital they, they really have left. Um but I, I, I do think that's certainly uh, an interesting spot. I, I will say this. Um, you know, Dennis Allen now in charge. Um, I think Kyle Hamilton is a really yeah. intriguing pick that for whatever reason. And mm-hmm. I think it's just because the safety position just doesn't have the, the gravitas that it used to have. Like, you can just mix and match more guys in there. 
than ever before. But he's graded as, you know, arguably the highest graded player in this draft. And right now, for somebody that was initially projected number four to the Jets, um, the, the over-under for him is listed at 12 and a half. Um, yep. If he goes over, I, I don't know how far he might fall because of teams not necessarily placing a priority. But I do think it could do wonders for New Orleans to have that type of quarterback in your secondary uh, really being able to make a difference. So that's a name yeah. that I would also watch out Yeah, for. Ben, that makes a ton of sense. We've had two Saints analysts in our number one, Larry Holder from The Athletic and Sean Frazan from Fox 8, and they both suggested the Saints could possibly use 16 and maybe a third to move up from 16 to 11 or 12 to get a guy like Kyle Hamilton. And that makes a lot of sense. I know a lot of times maybe we, we think of, well, we need 16 and 19 to move up. You wouldn't only need that to get up into the top five or something of that nature. Saints absolutely could use 16 with another pick to move up three or four spots, huh? Yeah, I, I, I certainly think it's in play. I mean, I, I just saw Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft over at NFL.com. Um, one of the, the more trusted voices, I believe, um, in this industry, um, have him at, at 15 right before the same pick at mm. 16 going to Philadelphia. Um, now, you know, if you go offensive tackle, he has them going with Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa. Um, and he would basically take over that, that left tackle spot. Um, so there's a couple different ways that they can go. I, I don't know if they necessarily want to move up um, yet again because they have 16 and 19. Um, but if they do... I mean, those are those are the type of guys, especially somebody like Hamilton, maybe somebody like um, like Stingley, if he becomes available. I know that the corner isn't a pressing issue for them. Sure. Um, and again, Olave, you know, he's projected to go top eleven from Jeremiah. Um, wow. He could certainly be available uh, at sixteen uh, if that ends up being the case. So yeah, the, the Saints have a lot of different options, and I'm, I'll be very intrigued with how they end up you know, how they end up going. Maybe they try to trade down. Um, once they realize what the board is like over at pick 19 and try and stock up a little bit more capital. It's going to be interesting because if they stay at 16, you're looking at about 8.30, Ben. The draft starts at 7. That likely will be late fourth quarter, game six at the Smoothie King Center. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Yeah, it, that'll be, uh, that, that's one of those times where if you have the, the dual screen action yeah. uh, at your house or uh, you're, you're watching it from an establishment, then uh, you yeah. got a nice little advantage there. Uh, going straight from our remote here, sir, to our pregame show at 5.30, tip time 6.30. Ben, always appreciate the time. I promise we'll try to get your weekly here. I just, I don't know what day of the week it is sometimes, my man. I, I listen, I, I hear you. The, the days start to, to run together, but oh. always fun. A great day to, uh, to be a New Orleans fan. So, uh, hopefully it's as exciting for you guys, uh, as, uh, as we hopefully anticipate it'll be. Go check out all the stuff as the NBA playoffs continue at Bet Sided Managing Editor, our friend Ben Heisler. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. You, bud. Yeah, take care. Mm-hmm. At Benny Heiss is the way to follow over on Twitter. Quick break. We come back. Mr. Scott Craig. Uh, we will continue to chat about all the different aspects that we've seen. Coming up, Chris McLean at 2.15 will give us the Carolina Kitty Cats take. Uh, and also we'll take your phone calls for the Pels here as well. Open segment if you want to chime in. It's the Sports Hangover Live from Francesca's Deli by Katie's here at 515 Harrison Avenue between West End and Canal Boulevard on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready. With truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily. Plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope. Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road, Homa. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. 
When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Terrebonne General Health System Community Sports Institute is recognized for outstanding service and contributions to Terrebonne Parish. We provide a certified athletic trainer to every Terrebonne Parish High School. We also provide concussion baseline testing to over 1,400 student athletes annually, along with CPR and AED certification to over 500 area coaches at both the schools and the recreation departments. We are proud to be your trusted resource in keeping our community safe. Visit TGHealthSystem.com. Talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. You know, you would think it'd be easy. If we look at the menu, at Francesca Scott Craig joining me to my right. There is a reason I am fat. I would be healthy. I go up and yeah. down. I lose 40, gain 40. Yeah. Right uh-huh. now I'm about... Mid range. Well, I mean, I guess when you have to taste everything, right? Well, I mean, it's when I eat because yes, I taste all day, and then I may, you know, have a lunch appointment with with someone. Sure. So I eat lunch at two o'clock, and then at nine, ten o'clock mm-hmm. when I get home, <laughs> I kill some prime rib like now, I did last night. Oh, you know, there and you go. It just you sent me a photo of some smothered mm, chicken. What are you doing with that? Yes, last night uh-huh. was my graduation. From ATF school, nice. the Citizens Academy. Sure. And it was an eight-week course where I absolutely had a blast. And the ATF, they are so impressive. And it just shows you, taking a class like that just, just shows you the importance of law enforcement and what they have to go through. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see things, you know, that the media provides, you know, sometimes it's not a fair judgment. And, you know... They go through a lot. But anyway, last night was our graduation, so I cooked a huge spread for the class. Nice. And part of it was my smothered chicken. There it is. Which it was I've got a pile of leftover <laughs> in the back. There you go. i got to decide what I want here. Do I want a sandwich or do I want a pizza? Again, that's my problem. I, love, I can get, you know, I'm, we're going to be back here a couple of Thursdays. Right? I mean, you're going to be so here a lot. So the crew Katie's, uh, what we're going to be doing on Thursdays. Probably for 10 years. Is uh, we're going to be hitting all three, right? So Katie's yes. in Mid-City. Katie's in Mid-City, Francesca, uh, which is where we are, 515 Harrison. And Bienvenue at 467 Hickory Avenue. That's a restaurant I'm involved in that I'm, I'm really passionate about. Partners with Jimmy Capella and, and Patrick Grow. Um, Patrick is my accountant. He asked me to get involved several years ago because things weren't going in the right direction. And I brought Jimmy in. And Jimmy has really turned things around there, uh, even though he's a Jesuit guy. But, I mean, you know. It's a shame. It's, it's a real it, shame. It, it, it really is. It's rough. Yeah. you got to have some Jesuit guys working for you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, with all the schooling they go through, I mean, anybody no. that would, it would go, what, four or five years wearing a Blue Jay patch on your shoulder, I mean. It, and they put you yeah. through all that, that uh, the the uh, mind-melting sure. Jesuit stuff to In make case you sure that, figured out, folks, that you're really cocky when you get out of school and you're very proud of where you went <laughs> yes. to school. You yes. Know? yes, no doubt. Um, yeah, but I, I love my Jesuit friends and we're just playing, sure. guys. Um, how would you describe the avenue? Um, it is a... Um, uh, it, it's got some of Katie's feel to it. Sure. But it's not a New Orleans neighborhood restaurant. But I mean, we've got pizza. We've got we've got uh, just some typical little neighborhood cuisine. It's a little Creole. It's got a little Creole to it. It's got a little Cajun to it. It's got a little neighborhood to it. Great sandwiches and wraps and and um, almond crusted golf shrimp. Yeah, so I mean, it's just boudin d- balls. delicious boudin balls. Blue uh, crab spinach and gumbo. artichoke are gras. Yeah, it's delicious. It's a dip. Well, here's the thing that I I noticed too, right? So you have all these different things. First off, you got me on fries. I love right. fries. Hickory fries, the brie fries. Oh, the fries. hickory fries are delicious, The brie man. fries. Yeah, the onion rings are delicious. <laughs> yeah, but um, my point is all of this stuff, dude, you, does the drive-thru still work? 
Yes, it's most yeah. People pick but up. That's what I'm saying. I'm it like, was unbelievable I, during COVID. But that's what I mean. It's like you, you can have like those restaurants or something like that. You can right. go take out and do that normally. But, but we do really good daiquiris. to be able to just kind of go through a drive-through like right. that and, and order it because that's the first that's thing you cool. do when you when you pull up the on the phone or you pull it up on on the website. It immediately says you can order right here. So you've made it kind of easy. You know, we wanted to do that here, and that's what this little walk-up window was. Right. But it really didn't work out, especially right. when we put the well, patio, like the patio out here. Oh, it's nice. But, I mean, it would have been nice to have enough room on the side to have a drive-through <laughs> during COVID especially. What is the Marone? The Maroni? Yeah, Maroni. It is, it is uh, a uh, prime rib and uh, provolone sandwich. Mm-hmm. Little little horseradish, little, little horsey oh, radish. Dude, it's gonna be difficult. Yeah, yeah you're gonna get fat. <laughs> it's gonna be difficult to look at it. The I'm mile high up, is man. called the mile high for a reason. The mile, yes, <laughs> it's very, very high. <laughs> but oh, the, the you know what's unbelievable? Yeah, like what's the pane chicken with the pasta with uh-huh. the fettuccine. Uh, it's delicious. Dude, yeah. shrimp and grits is my wife's favorite. She loves shrimp and grits. I don't get it, bro. She, I look, I I hear you. I'm just telling you, it's on the menu, so you know. I know. I mean, uh, it's on the menu at Katie's for brunch. Do you, you know? like barbecue shrimp? I love barbecue it's not shrimp. Not easy to cook, huh? But I like barbecue. No, they're I, not. I tried two or three times, and it's barbecue shrimp should be done in an oven, tail on, head on, everything, jumbo, you know, U ten shrimp. Okay, and uh, it's you have got to pull them quickly at the right time, and um, you can't let them get too hot because then they're impossible to peel. Yeah. And then you've got to cool them down quickly, just like you would a boiled shrimp. So I, I'm not off base when I said I tried a few times. No, no, no. It's <laughs> hard. It's not exactly. Much easier just to stop on it. It's in, really right? hard so. because it, there's 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 a, a talent to getting the flavor into the shrimp gotcha. with your barbecue butter, flavor into the shrimp, and then being able to peel the shrimp. Mm. So, I mean, the, the shell has to come off easily, and you've got to get that flavor into the shrimp. It's really difficult, man. There's some marination involved. Mm-hmm. It's important to marinate it in the butter uh, overnight, in my opinion, and then just bake them. You know what I find Twelve minutes, man. I mean, literally twelve minutes. As you can hear, Scott might know a little something about cooking, and I, I'm sending you photos of me grilling some to the guy yeah. that owns restaurants. I'm like, dude, check this out. Check my grill. But I, I love that. Here's the thing, though. I think we have in common, and it's what I love about this area. Everything. The city. Well, Sports, aside from that, food, high school. People love. Eating and cooking and doing stuff yes. here. We all have our own little twists and things of that nature. We no all doubt. love to say our crawfish boils have this. Yeah. Or, it, it, it is a very unique thing about this city. Like we've had. I'll it, never it, challenge anybody to boiling crawfish. I hate doing that. Really? Hate it. Really? Hate it. I don't even care about eating them that much. Dude, that smell It's sucking though. salt. Oh, yeah. Well. You suck salt <laughs> for hours. You stand there <laughs> at a spice, table yes. and yeah. raise your blood pressure about Absolutely. 56 notches. Yep. And I've just never yeah. understood I understand the party aspect of it because <laughs> well, that's great. It's exactly fun. Exactly right. It's fun to hang out and yeah. hang around the table. And but I'm not that guy that's going to stand there and eat ten pounds of crawfish. No, I might I'm eat a least. pound or two. No, you know, no, maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Between I just, my wife and I, I don't think we've ever got anything less than fifteen, sixteen. For just her and I. Yeah, easy. man, it's easy. Not, it's just, that's easy, right? My wife loves them I mean, too, and she's from St. Louis. Yeah, you know, she moved here, you know, to go to Loyola in 1990. And yeah. And fell in love with the city and 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 the crawfish. She loves crawfish. So, you know, I, I, but I, I have a pot and everything. I'm disappointed. It's never been I used. have yet to have any this season. I've had a couple. I, was, I had some I'm at so, Brother Martin so, I'm Friday. I'm supposed to at St. Matthews this weekend. We um, had the Brother Martin Seafood Boil Friday. He, well, I could have told me. Yeah. Yeah. You know. knew. Didn't know. Um, Bra, I, I told know. you. I, um, so here's the thing. I was supposed to be the crawfish. You know, one of the judges for the crawfish yeah. thing they're doing Saturday and um, completely forgot that my you wife bought tickets to Garth Brooks. Oh, bro. So you went to Garth it's, Brooks? No, it's Saturday. Oh, it's Saturday. So it's either oh, Garth right. Brooks or judge a crawfish <laughs> competition with free beer. <laughs> Baton Rouge I is going to be the cluster honest, of all clusters I, I, Saturday. I answered honestly which I would rather do and then that turned into a fiasco. So the I will crawfish be going, boil? Of course. Because I'm going to tell you, beer. with a baseball game Saturday, a softball game Saturday, and Garth Brooks yeah. all in the well, same I'll vicinity. Baton Rouge. We're leaving like we thought it's like a football. You better, game. Apparently you better leave now. 10 a.m. 
Because one concert. of the reasons I quit frequenting football games yeah. there oh, it's a, it's was a, it's a the day irritatingly it's a day bad trap. Yeah, it's a day process. You know, I will never forget, I'm very close friends with Bradley Dale Pivoto. He mm-hmm. was one of LSU's coaches back in, this would be 16. And he got me sideline passes, like the sweetest tickets ever for the Alabama game, and a parking spot right next to the stadium. Worst thing ever. Because <laughs> trying to get to that parking spot, I mean, we left at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And it was for 6.30 game. Trying to get to that parking spot. Right. That was a hint. Shut yeah. up, Scott. No, I know. That was, uh, <laughs> I was told to be ready for 10 a.m. So, yeah. that's my Saturday. Enjoy the crawfish competition at St. Matthews. Have fun. Uh, Jordan, the intern, will be sitting in my spot. He's uberly excited about that. Coming up next hour, Chris McLean. From Carolina, WFNZ on what Carolina has to do. And then Leo Haggerty on the Bucks at 2.30. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Tribulations, I'm a tribal through the nations. With my plastic Jesus, I'll go far. Oh, plastic Jesus, plastic Jesus, riding on the dashboard of my car. Ray Maliotta here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. 